Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I have with me a multi-award winner, Michael Theodore. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jason. Nice to be here. Awesome. And we're going to talk about how to massively grow your product's brand, which is a very cool topic because a lot of people out there probably have a brand or products and they want to know how to get it out there. Uh, in your case, you have an or you, you're, you've been doing organic and natural products, which a lot of people, I'd say in the past decade or two, especially have really looked at how GMOs are, you know, are bad, like genetically modified food. And then of course, like all the foods with the insecticides and pesticides and like chemicals and everyone's trying to avoid that because of all the things we've noticed in society has affected people because of using all of those things. So tell me from your standpoint, how organics are better than regular and what you've seen happen in terms of the bad things because people were not using organic products. Well, for the record, I started in organics in 1975. I had a company called Organic Connection. I was one of the first people in British Columbia, Canada, on the West Coast to uh, engage with organic growers wow. and, and bring down organic soft fruits like peaches, apricots, apples, pears, um, and those types of fruits from the Okanagan Valley in B.C., I started really small with a little station wagon and built up to a big diesel truck with refrigeration and all the rest of that in a very short period of time and uh, had a real success doing that. And then uh, I was taking so much organic fruit that they couldn't supply. So I transitioned, oh, wow. I transitioned into, into brokering and I was the first organic broker in Canada and that was in 1980. So you're really, the or, you're really the organic OG, as we would say <laughs> here in the States. You're the OG. And, and instead of doing it from your garage, like a lot of startups, you started it from your station wagon. But technically that goes in the garage. So, hey, you know. I had a garage too. And <laughs> by, by the time I had the big diesel truck, I had a 220 cord that would uh, plug into the in the house to keep the things cool. Wow. And I would drive um, about 1,600 kilometers a week up there to get fruit, come back. And then my wife and a friend drove around Vancouver and sold it to the different stores. And we shipped it to Alberta and everything. So, you know, I was like the first guy. This was 50 years ago. I mean, a lot has changed in those 50 years. What what have you seen? Because like, I could imagine, I mean, I was born well, in 76. All, so <laughs> first of all, what hasn't changed is my commitment to organics for all the right reasons. Great. So I stuck with that for my entire career uh, through good times and bad times, through different recessions. And there was other recessions that were besides what we're going through. Of course, in the seventies we had the oil crisis. Eighties was the you know the regular 82, recession. 82, we had a bad recession, and I just stuck with it. Stayed with my commitment to uh, sell clean products to the Canadian public, and you know ended up getting results because of that. And you know, and a lot of that was based on very basic. Uh, but yet important things that in today's business climate, um, not so much. 
What kind of basic like, stuff? Like following up, like picking with a up customer, phone, picking up the phone and having a phone conversation. <laughs> um, In the age of texting, I, I can see what you mean. <laughs> and you know, like just basic things to keep that uh, that conversation and that connection going. A relationship. Like one, of things, one of the things that I'm really known for with my clients is like immediate follow-up. Like just before this uh, session, I had probably six big projects, two of them Costco, and immediate follow-up. Question, answer, right. question, answer, right away. I don't keep anybody waiting. I respect that they have, you know, a time to, to, yeah. to get things. And I try to uh, serve my clients in that regard. And I think it's appreciated. And it's, you know, you call it old school. Old school. But it, but it still works. It's not old school. I, I use it too. I'm a very responsive person, just like you. You know, I'm an organic consumer. Everything, when I go to the store, the supermarket, the grocery store, I look at the labels. I make sure it's organic produce. I buy organic. Everything fresh, I buy organic. But I didn't really know much about organic until maybe I got older, of course, and I wanted to be healthier. Before that, I wasn't too sure. So in the 70s and 80s, when you were pushing organic, what was your feedback from the community and, and the public in terms of, well, what is, why well, should I buy all, organic? I was living in Laguna Beach, California in the 60s. And that's where I started, got, get, got into all this stuff. Um, and that was an intersection with lifestyle and yeah. um, counterculture, a, right? A lot of counterculture. And, and so part of that, I started doing things like fasting yep. and uh, uh, making juice mm -hmm. and making fresh things. I had avocado trees growing in my yard, all that. Oh, stuff. wow. So, so that started to, um, uh, I started getting benefits. That's the thing. I was Health getting benefits. benefits and I cut out everything bad oil really bad for the north american consumers the you really have to be careful about the quality of oil that you consume because there's a lot of really low end low quality oil that harms your liver and does all kinds of bad things avocado and oil is okay though right like uh, organic uh, organic olive oil organic yeah. avocado oil those are okay cuz I, I use yeah okay yeah of course of course all right and second those, right now i sell those things in commodities like container loads. That's wow. That's that's what I do. So you mentioned and a couple things that you mentioned a couple things that I do. I, I drank a smoothie today for lunch, just FYI, and I do a 16 hour fast every day. So what's your cutoff time? It's a, it's, it's 9am to 5pm are my eating hours. And then 5pm to 9am the next day, I don't eat anything. I just drink water and, and really tea. good because you're not digesting it in the night. Exactly. When you're not digesting in the night, your system rests and Correct. you get a um, repair mode. You get you get repair and you and it also there's a calming effect. Correct. Good, good for you. That's really good. Very very healthy. Very good. So a lot of people don't really think that organic food is worthwhile. They just buy whatever is available. They say organic food is too expensive or eating healthy is expensive. What's your take on that? Well, to to be honest, organic is more expensive than conventional, but 
you, if you really are determined to sort of clean up your lifestyle, when you get with organic is you're not getting any pesticides, no chemical fertilizers, no, uh, you know, there's so many, there's, there's so many things to mention yeah. that it would take the, half the podcast if I went through <laughs> the whole list. So I don't want to do that, but it's for, for me as a, you know, with my experience at the farm gate, one of the things that I learned back in the day when I was in the fruit business in the seventies, I met a fruit grower in uh, British Columbia named Otto Rote. Otto Rote was a, a German immigrant and he was trained by Rudolf Steiner, a famous. Oh, uh, I've heard of that name. Yeah. This guy, if you Google Rudolf Steiner, all these things will come up and Rudolf Steiner invented so many things yeah. to deal with the soil, like so much. And so I was, I had a chance to learn oh, from wow. Otto Rote yeah. and his family who were amazing growers to, to show you how amazing they were at their, or they had a block of organic peaches. Honestly, the some of those peaches were as big as cantaloupes. Whoa. And the, <laughs> and the state and the state of Georgia agriculture department, heard about his peach block and came to Canada and stayed on his property for three or four days, taking pictures, taking soil samples wow. to see what this guy is doing with peaches Interesting. because his peaches were better. So than good. Peaches. That's amazing. And, you know, speaking about, you know, the topic here, massively growing your products brand. So let's say I'm an entrepreneur and I want to I want to get into the organic market by pushing some sort of new product or is there an underserved product in the organic market or space that could be better suited for people that could be more pushed out there? I mean, what's your recommendation for people okay, trying to so get into it? That's a really good question. But right now, because, and I'm just, I'm speaking mostly for Canada, but this happens in the U S too. Right now there's different agencies, federal, state, uh, provincial, uh, regional agencies and there's money available. Hmm. Okay. Okay. There's also investors that have a lot of money because they think that organic is on trend, which it is. Okay. And they're, they're investing from an investment point of view. And so as a result of that, right now, there's a tremendous amount of offerings hmm. in the organic space that were never there 10 years ago. Right. So many things. So I can't really, with any authority, say anything that is new and different because it's all coming so quickly. The problem is the stores only have so much retail space, right. and there's a lot of good things coming. And they hit a cap, maybe 2 or $3 million, and then they can't really get to the next level because there's – the the categories are so crowded right <clears throat> that even though they might have the best organic product going they get put in a holding pattern and they don't always meet the goals of the investors or themselves because there's just so many products so there's a lot so there's a huge supply of organic products maybe the the space as and a, or demand is not really there yet as a, as a point of comparison when I first started into this in Laguna Beach in the in the mid to late 60s, 
there was like a little tiny health food store and right. all they had was the basics brown rice mm-hmm. yogurt a few little snacks dr bronner was around um dr Maybe bronner some... had all this labeling and one world and um you know all this philosophy that everybody loved and um you know really some juices and maybe somebody was adventuresome and was making fresh juice like carrot juice or carrot beet apple or something yep. like that, right? And so the selection was so few and far between mm. that you really had to do things creatively on your own. If you wanted to do something nutritionally, you sort right. of have to research things. And don't forget, no internet, no texting, of no email, not. no faxes, nothing. Maybe a recipe book. (laughs) Just your own wherewithal to figure it all out. And so someone like me who does fasting, who eats organic, who is super careful what I eat and what I put on on and in my body, what if I want to break out into the organic market and I want to help promote organic foods or products by coming up with my own product? What's the best way for me to not only figure out what product that's going to be and how to get it into the market? Well, the first thing is to look at your own lifestyle and look at the various things that you use and you get benefits from. They might be redundant in the marketplace, but there might be something in your own lifestyle that might be worth investigating. Oh, I like this, but they don't really have something like that. Yeah. And I could create that. I could go to a food scientist, put, spend some money, create this product, maybe get some investment. And, you know, that's where you would hire somebody like me to do a lot of the footwork for you. Um, ah. Regulatory, uh, get things figured out, price points. Got it. What, what part of the market do you want to tackle first? Like up here in, up here in Canada, the biggest chain to get into the biggest chain, it costs twenty thousand dollars per SKU. Wow, listing fee. Listing fee. So but let's you're, say but, you, but you're selling a quarter of a million in a product. Well, they're not. They don't. They'll tell you you're going to get into five hundred stores. A year goes by, you're in two hundred fifty stores. There's no exact science Got to it. things get distributed and sent out, and especially uh, post COVID and. Uh, things are different nowadays. There's a lot of issues in the distribution channel, right? But this is where your MT consulting comes in. It sounds like you have an expertise. It does come in. in. I'm good at what I do, but there's still, uh, you really have to know your way around the distribution channel. You have to really know your way around these chains. Some chains don't charge a fee, but they have a very high inside program. Like, like, for example, there's a chain here that has an inside program. It's 18%. In the United States, Kroger's inside program is 8%. Right. So, so I had suppliers who said, I'm not going to go with 18% when I the biggest chain in America is charging me 8%. 8%. Yeah, they can go, you know, go stick it where the sun does. <laughs> and, and we'll leave it at that. And uh, definitely uh, reach out to Michael Theodore at mtconsulting.ca if you're interested in breaking into the organic market. I know I'm interested and you've got me more interested. So thank you, Michael. Thank you, Jason. Really appreciate it. Nice, nice uh, spending time with you. No, no problem. And as always, we'll see you guys in the next episode. 
Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.